0: On point with Craig's Investment Partners. The information provided here is general in nature. It's not financial advice. It doesn't take into account your financial situation, objectives, goals, or risk tolerance. All investments are subject to risks and none are guaranteed. So before you make any investment decisions, we recommend you contact an investment advisor. For more information about our services in that regard, you can go to our website, which is craigsip.com. Welcome to On Point. I'm Mark Lister, Investment Director at Craig's Investment Partners and I'll be talking about a range of topics including economics, portfolio strategy, investor education and anything else that's happening out there in financial markets. Afternoon all, hope you enjoyed that election coverage on Saturday night, pretty pretty interesting stuff. Uh, I thought I would jump on here and record something quickly just with my initial thoughts. Um, Geez, lots of lots of interesting uh, results came through. A few surprises, but I guess the key thing is that we've we've got to change of government. That has been confirmed. We don't know a hundred percent what it will quite look like, but Christopher Luxon from the National Party is set to be our new Prime Minister in time. The preliminary figures, and they are just preliminary because we haven't seen the counting of special votes and uh, there's there's still a few hurdles to cross. So the preliminary figures definitely reflected a stronger showing than many people were expecting from the National Party, Th- 39%, uh, That's a that's a solid result. I think many, even national supporters would have been expecting the mid-30s rather than the high thirties. That's definitely raised hopes of a National Act government, which might not need any assistance from New Zealand first. However, uh, don't get your hopes up if you are hoping for that quite straightforward two-party coalition, because there are still still a few uh, twists and turns to come, I suspect, in the results for this election. that That 61-seat majority, that the preliminary numbers suggest National and Act will have makes for a very slim margin. You've got 121 seats in the Parliament uh, and 61 is the minimum that you would need to have a majority. So they're only just there. And that's really important because we haven't seen the special votes counted yet. And the special votes... um, uh, there are a lot of special votes, and you know, if you're uh, if you're a late enroller, if you're overseas, if you're you know off doing your Oe, if you're in hospital, um, there's all sorts of reasons why people might do uh, a special vote, and there's quite a few of them. Uh, 567,000 this year, to be precise. And that is a little more than 20% of the total votes. So that's a lot, you know, we're sort of only 80% there, really. You've still got 20% to be counted. And while they won't dramatically change the landscape in recent history, the special votes have typically favoured the left. Uh, the likes of Labor, the Green Party, to Party Māori. Uh, you think back to three years ago, uh, and there were nearly as many special votes then. Not quite as many. I think it was about seventeen percent of the total, rather than twenty. But back then, once the special votes were counted, we saw La- National lose two seats, and Labor picked up one, and to Party Māori picked up another. Uh, three years before that, 2017, we also saw National lose two seats. Back then, Labor picked up one, and the Greens picked up one. So that could be because you've got a lot of younger people that tend to tend to do the special votes, and we know that a lot of younger voters do tend to favour Labor and the Greens. Um, overseas voters do tend to um, favour those parties. Might be different this time. I think something to consider is that a lot of overseas New Zealanders might not have that same love for, for Labour or at least this this iteration uh, of the Labour Party and the Greens who have obviously been part of the government um, because of the events during the pandemic era in terms of restrictions of coming home and that sort of thing. So I think one of the many things that was really interesting in, in the election results we saw on Saturday night was uh, Auckland are really turning against Labour, and especially in some of those electorates that have been very much Labour strongholds. So there is a lot of angst. And I think in terms of Auckland, I I think a lot of that is due to those extended lockdowns. You know, the poor old Aucklanders were in a lockdown for a lot longer than the rest of us. And they didn't like that. It made them very unhappy, and they have uh, they have made those feelings known. Uh, when you look at the way the votes landed, and you could see something similar from the overseas voters. You know, you might not see that same swing to the the left. Uh, so we'll just have to wait and see. But if if history is to be believed, then there is every chance that National loses one seat maybe two you know maybe it'll just be one instead of two like the last two elections but the w- reason that's important is because they've only got their very slim majority 61 out of 121 if they lose a seat and they've only got 60 they're not there all of a sudden national acts don't have the numbers they need to pick up the phone to mr peters and we won't know the outcome of those special votes until friday november 3rd which is almost three weeks from now so there's a bit of water to go under the bridge it's not just the special votes you've also got the election in port waikato um so that electorate needs to be considered that will take place on uh saturday the 25th of november so it's still you know some time away then we'll get the results uh, on the 6th of De- December, which is almost eight weeks away. This is all on the Electoral Commission website. You can see the key dates and so forth. So that could put another spinner in the works. Um, a good one for National, though. They're expected to win it. So they would gain that one seat. What it would do, it was it would increase the size of Parliament by one seat to 122. So then National and Act would have 62 out of 122. Uh, that's before we think about the special votes. And by the time this by election takes place, we'll have seen those. So, you know, uh, it's a moving feast. But it's just something else that will drag out uh, final confirmation. You know, we're not going to see that until early December. Also need to keep a close, close eye on Te Party Māori as the special votes are counted. This, this was really one of the success stories of Saturday night. They won four electorate seats, which they weren't expected to do. You know, they're all over Labour in those Māori electorates. And that that meant we've got a couple of overhang seats or one overhang seat, I think it is. And what that means is if um, because their party vote was only 2.6%, that actually wouldn't Uh, be enough to see them get as many as four seats but because they won four electorate seats that means you get a couple of seats added to the mix so the parliament actually grows from its typical 120 to something a little more than that and it's going to grow again after the by-election but there's actually two Maori electorates that are still really close. You know, one is the Calvin Davis's one, and um, I forget the other one. But uh, two that are still really close, neck and neck, uh, in one of those cases at least. And the special votes could see to party Maori uh, overtake Labor. In one of those or both of those. And if that happened, rather than having four seats, they might have five or even six. You know, it's not guaranteed, but they're close enough that, you know, you want to keep a close eye on them. And if that happens, you'll have further overhang seats added, which means that the size of parliament will go from, you know, 121 uh, now, uh, 122 after the Port Waikido by election to 123 or 124. Uh, and if it goes to 123 or 124, that means you need a majority of 62 or 63. National next sitting on 61, uh, they'll get one added that'll take them to 62. But still, there's, there's just no buffer there, especially if you believe that history will repeat, will repeat itself and they might drop one uh, when the special votes come out. So look, in short, um, great result for the National Party, looks fantastic on the preliminary numbers for National and Act voters and those of us that want the cleanest government possible with the least moving parts. But there are still some hurdles, quite a few actually. Um, And until we've passed those, we won't know whether Winston Peters and New Zealand First are in the mix. If I had to guess, I would say just looking at how slim that majority is, the most likely outcome is that New Zealand First will still be there. They'll still be required. You know, I think it's, it's likely that something will happen to see National uh, potentially drop a seat and then they won't have that majority. They will have to pick up the phone. So that's what I was expecting going into this. Uh, I didn't see National getting as much as it did, 39%, uh, but that ultimate outcome of having National Act and New Zealand First Uh, could still be the way the cards fall. We won't know for a little while. So I think we do need to prepare for, you know, several weeks potentially of uncertainty. Uh, The current government, uh, Chris Hipkins and his team, will remain, you know, a caretaker government in the interim. So, you know, they're they're obviously not going to make any major decisions. And if they did, I suspect they would, um, they would, be in touch with Chris Luxon and his team to make sure that they're all on the same page but it's a bit of a caretaker situation in the um, immediate future in terms of the likely reaction thinking about financial markets well I don't think anyone was expecting it to be just national and act The, the prevailing view did seem to be that it would be National Act and New Zealand first. So everyone was sort of expecting that anyway. So there's not going to be any disappointment that the margin is uh, quite a slim one because I don't think people expected National Act to get there on their own anyway. So I don't think financial markets will take that aspect of this uh, badly, although they would love it for be, to be uh, national and act simply because that would be a little bit cleaner. I think you will see an increase in business confidence on the back of these results. We know that businesses and firms tend to favour a national government. I know there's a lot of businesses up and down the country that don't feel heard or understood or appreciated by the current government. So there is definitely a mood for change uh, in many places however i think that increase in confidence might just be tempered slightly given that there'll be a bit of a delay before we know the exact outcome and we've already seen a bit of a bounce as well so remember that the last two or three months of business confidence surveys have seen a strong resurgence in sentiment i think that is in a large part due to the shift that we've seen in the political polls so in a way it's already priced and it's sort of already already there I'm sure there is a bit more to come uh, but we've already seen a bit of an increase as far as share markets go they also prefer a national led government Uh, typically share markets rise after elections anyway on average you look at the last 10 and on average they've gone up they tend to go up more when it's a national led government so Uh, we might see a bit more optimism out there across the NZX. It could be a positive catalyst. Uh, Just getting it behind us could be a positive catalyst. The housing market, that is one uh, segment of um, uh, the economy that is a clear beneficiary of a change of government. National is quite keen on reversing or partially reversing or in a staggered way at least uh, some of those changes we've seen, things like interest deductibility rules, uh, and I think National will just generally provide a friendly, friendlier backdrop for landlords. So the housing market is probably set to benefit. Having said that, I'm not waiting or expecting sort of a massive increase in house prices. There are still a few challenges there. You've still got mortgage rates that are quite high levels, 15-year highs, not going down anytime soon. Uh, you've got low affordability because prices are still well above pre-COVID levels, you know, they're hardly cheap. Um, So that's a factor. And you've still got the prospect of unemployment potentially rising as the economy slows under higher interest rates and so forth. So still a few headwinds there. But um, uh, I think an improving housing market will lead to a broader increase in consumer sentiment. We'll also be watching the currency, uh, the Kiwi dollar. We'll, We'll see if there's any movement there. Uh, A bit of upward pressure um, on the NZ dollar or, or an increase, I should say, against some of those key trading partners, whether it's the US, whether it's Australia, that would be seen as a vote of confidence for the incoming leadership. And interest rate markets too. We'll keeping and we'll be keeping an eye on what we see there. Uh, could see a bit of a reaction. You know, there's an expectation that under uh, national, certainly with the influence of New Zealand First and ACT, who want to you know stop some of the the spending that they see as as wasteful and unnecessary, um, there is potential for a more frugal approach when it comes to that sort of fiscal position. So that's something we will be. Uh, keep keeping an eye on, but uh, lots to digest, and I'm sure there'll be more more negotiations and uh, updates that will come out as the the next few weeks pass. But um, those are my initial thoughts. Hope that's useful, and we will keep a close eye on the situation and update you with anything that we think matters uh, in terms of your investment portfolio. For the time being, I don't think there's any immediate changes anyone needs to make. Um, my take is this is probably a positive from a financial markets perspective, uh, and we'll just uh, evaluate sort of the uh, sector-specific and stock-specific um, uh, changes that may or may not come to pass as as we get more information. All right, thanks for listening, team. For more insights, visit craigsip.com.